You're listening to The Professional Podcast with Gary Roth. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of The Professional Podcast. My name is Gary Roth. I'm the founder and CEO of the Blue Collar Consulting Group. I'm also an active duty soldier in the Army. We have an incredibly special guest with us on the show, a fellow podcaster, a young hustling entrepreneur who has roots all over the United States and all over the world, which is totally awesome. It's Romina with the RM Podcast FL. Again, RM Podcast FL has decided to come on the show. Romina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for the nice words, Gary. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited for this interview. That's what I'm talking about. Now, you and I, we are some old pros at podcasting. How many episodes do you have right now? Do you, do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, we have uh, episodes coming out every Tuesday, and then randomly we do have bonus episodes Thursday, but right now we're at 37. That is awesome. Now, would you say that you've gotten better since your first episode or worse? Oh my goodness, yes, much better. I mean, I remember <laughs> I remember on like the very first interview, because this project just started out of nowhere with just an idea that came to reality. Like the sure. first interview, I connected with people on LinkedIn and I was so nervous. I even forgot the guy's name that I was interviewing. And <laughs> yeah, it's uh, much better. <laughs> that is so awesome. I you know what I should tell you, uh, Romina, before we get really into this stuff, and I'm, again, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about where you're from, how you got here, what you got going on these days. T tell us what, what's going on in your world. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for everybody, my name is Romina. I have a weird long last name. So if you see one, that's me. <laughs> um, so I moved to America at 17 years old by myself. Um, not a lot of people are aware or know about a DV visa program that USCIS does. Uh, my family was lucky enough to win the green card through there. And since 2014, I have the citizenship and I've been living in America for 10 years now. Um, awesome. It's been an experience uh, moving to America at 17. You're not even fully developed as an adult just yet. So those first two to three years was really tough of uh, thinking you know English and you come to America and you realize you don't really know English. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I came to America and my uh, my mission was not to be average. So there is a lot of goals that I want to uh, that I want to reach. There's a lot of things that I want to do. And when you live with an land that as long as you put in the work, you will get the reward. I'm fully devoted to give 100 percent of myself to reach my goals. So what do you have going on these days? Uh, I know you have the podcast. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So it's RM Podcast FL. Um, this idea just started out of nowhere, honestly. I am a big advocate to listening to other people's podcasts. And I love the idea of interviewing other people and actually having like a one-on-one -on -one conversation, kind of like grabbing a coffee with a professional. So I wanted yeah. to bring this idea to life. Um, I would love to learn more. I love reading. I love connecting with people. So why not start interviewing and reaching out to those professionals and uh, you know asking questions that I really want to know the answer for. So that's what the podcast is based on. Every Tuesday we have interviews with different professionals of different careers. It's um, before I even jump to the interview, I always have a one-on-one -on -one with a guest speaker to make sure that our goals align with one another because I definitely want to bring quality to the audience as well as me learning quality information. Um, so we ask questions of how do they do it? Why did they do it? How was it? 
you know, did you have a breaking point? What did you do to overcome that? It's things that everybody goes through. So why not bring it to a bigger audience and why not learn something? And my goal is if the listeners learn at least one new thing per episode, that's all it takes because somebody can learn something and might help them on long term. Wow, that's great. And that's I think you and I kind of share that that same goal as far as interviewing these folks, kind of picking their brains a little bit and seeing how they achieve levels of success. And and I've always found that the more practical that they are, we, you know, myself, I, I learn probably just as much as anybody else, but the listener can also, you know, kind of pick out those things that, that they can do. Now, before we, you know, go further down the road in your podcast, you said you came here by yourself and you, you came here with this, this desire, this burning passion to not be average. What can you, where does that come from? Where does that burning fire in your belly. Arnold Schwarzenegger is well known for coming to this country with a fire in his belly. Mm -hmm. How did you, where does that come from? Are you, are you born with it? Is it just something that developed? Did your parents instill that in you? Where does your fire come from? Well, I always been like the, I, my family makes fun of it, says like the weird child, but I say the special additional <laughs> child <laughs> yeah. because yeah. It just, you want to, like, you live only once. So my idea behind it is why don't I take advantage of every moment and try to bring to life something out of the box and try to do something different. Like, I could have very easily stayed in Albania, and Albania is not a very well-developed country, but it's a good living quality country for, you know, compared to some other ones. So if I get sure. this opportunity to move to America, uh, why not I come here and be above average? So average for me means that you have a nine to five job, you live paycheck to paycheck, and you have a car, you have a house, and you just live in a normal life. That's not that's not what I want to do. If I have all these opportunities, why don't I take advantage of it? Because there's nobody coming here and saying no, you cannot do that. If I get a no, that just means next. That just means I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not very well developed to reach this goal yet, so I'm gonna work more towards it. So it's, it's really, you have, you have so many opportunities. Like I, you would never know me and you, for example, would connect if it wasn't for LinkedIn. That's so true. Why don't you create a LinkedIn account and actually reach out to professionals and have that quality conversation? Like I've learned so much from this podcast, not even towards, you know, audio editing towards the technology, but just getting to see people, how they live, how they overcome obstacles. It's just amazing that people are so willing to help too, but you don't really, you know, if you don't put yourself out there, you're never going to find out what's available for you. Well, and I think that's absolutely true. You know, taking that chance, putting yourself out there, and I'm sure you've experienced some failures, some setbacks and things like that. And also, obviously you've made it, what, 35, 37 episodes. So you've learned how to overcome that. You've got a little momentum now. And so what would you say as like, when you look at a challenge, Mm -hmm. uh, like me, uh, I used to defuse bombs in the army. And so everybody's like, Oh my gosh, that must be really scary. You know, it's not really that scary because you have so much to think about. There's a process and different tools and procedures and different, you know, kind of mechanical workings that you're going through in your brain. And so like for me, when I, uh, approach a problem or an adversity, I try to break it down into smaller steps. Like that's my method that helps keep my emotions in check. Now for you, Ramina, when you you know, come into a problem or a situation, what are some strategies you use to, to overcome that, that challenge? 
Yeah, so I love to-do lists. My friends make fun of me because I have yeah. a to-do list always. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I hear you. <laughs> but if I, um, if let's say I'm overcome, like I want to reach this big goal, for example, of doing the podcast for a year, right? So I'll break it down just even with a podcast example. I want minimum one year. So what I do is that I do kind of a reverse engineering. Well, one year means yeah. that I need 52 episodes, right? Because it's 52 right. weeks. So I'm going to reach out to 100 people taking the chance of even 50 of those interviews being good quality. And then I'm going to filtrate and I'm going to do so many interviews that I'm never, uh, you know, I'm never um, behind. So as of right now, I have enough interviews till the end of March. So wow. once I get a goal, I dive in so deep to it that I make sure that um, if I get sick, for example, or if I lost my voice, or if, because I work the same time, I do have a full-time job, and also I go to school. So if I have a project in school, um, especially my senior year, if, I if I'm very overwhelmed through work, I don't want to follow behind. So once I set a goal, I definitely schedule myself to dive in deep, so never be backed up on it. And if I'm mm -hmm. stuck on something, I take a step back and I analyze myself. Well, I did A, B, C, and D. Like, where did I fail? What did I do? And it's not necessarily failure. I think of those as teachable moments because sure. if you consider it as fail, it will get to you and you will, like it or not, like yeah. you will start thinking yeah. less of yourself. But if you analyze right. it and say, what did I learn from this? What, you know, my teachable moment, you know, not to do that in the future, you know, what to do to prevent that from happening. Uh -huh. So now are you writing that down? Like these lessons learned, your, your schedule? I mean, this is all written down physically. Is that right? Or do you use some type of like app or automation software? So I have on my to-do list, it's kind of organized. Um, so I have my to-do list. I learned what not to do. So I write it down. And sometimes I write it in Albanian because that's how my brain works at times. Now that would be interesting to see. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do have 36 letters on the alphabet. So it's interesting. Oh, that would be great. That would make for some great social media content right there. <laughs> and um, something else that I've been doing this past year um, is I email myself a daily uh, email, like I have a thread of emails of what I'm thankful for. Wow, that's great. So if I have something that I failed, for example, I say I'm thankful for learning this lesson today because this is what I did. So, Or uh -huh. I'm thankful for, like I was reading some some stuff like from January, February, and it's silly, but like, for example, uh, one time my mom's car broke down and my dad was able to go there so I could continue with my work. So I like oh, even things right. like yeah. that. I said, I'm thankful for my father being able to go there so I don't go, I don't leave my work and I can bring the sufficient income to the household. Yeah. Like things like that that we daily don't think of, you have to write it down because that makes you be so much more appreciative for everything that you do long term. Right. I would, I would definitely agree with that. And I think that's so great in the army. Uh, they have a resiliency program. And one of the big things in the resiliency program is this thing called hunt the good stuff. It's basically a, a gratitude exercise where you do exactly what you say, mm -hmm. you hunt the good stuff, you find the good things that happened. And then you're able to not only you break them down, you figure out why it happened. And more importantly, you try to think of ways that good thing happening, like to make it happen again and again and again, how to extend that goodness so that 
that you're, you're more than you're able to overcome those, you know, what we might call failures. And I think that's absolutely awesome. In fact, I bet you could probably get yourself a nice little email list if you were to send out that gratitude email to more than, you know, just you. So that's, that's amazing. And I really appreciate the fact that you write down, uh, you know, what's you going on and, and that you, yeah. you really do. Because it's different so, if you think of it, but if you write it down and actually you read it, yes, it will register yes. in your head much better. Like even with your goals, you have to write it down. Even if you want to do something, yes. you have to write it down, especially if you're a visual person because it kind of gets stamped on your head. And I'm a visual person. It, it really does. And I'm glad you said that because there's been studies that prove you're two or three times more likely to achieve something when it's physically written down. And there, there is some controversial, I don't want to say controversial, but there's even some competing thoughts on writing it down physically, handwriting versus typing it. There's something subjective about writing mm -hmm. that really makes a difference. And so I keep a journal myself. I used to handwrite it. Uh, and now I type it online because I like to have access to it anywhere. So, um, regardless, I write of that, it because it's yeah. and it's kind of interesting though. What I've noticed is that if I'm super happy, like my part, like my handwriting would be like more readable. But if I'm like in a stressful moment, it would be kind of like uh, you know, like chicken legs. We call it in Albania. <laughs> yeah. But it's different when it's through your handwriting because that's you. Like nobody else that's wrote that. So you have to hold yourself accountable for what you wrote. That's very, very true. Very good point. That personal responsibility above all else. That's absolutely right. So, okay. All right. So somebody like yourself, you reverse engineer it. You look at the steps. We're a little bit similar there. We both are big advocates for writing it down, mm -hmm. writing it down. So when you and I spoke on our initial call, which I was very thankful for, you mentioned that part of your podcast is building up your personal brand, building up Romina. Romina, mm -hmm. what? Why is that important to you? Why do you want to have a personal brand? Yeah. So personal brand is very important. If you were to Google yes. my name right now. You will, you will take it to my website, it will take it to my LinkedIn, it will take it to my podcast, and you can see my work out there. If you were to Google my name a year ago, it would show nothing but my Facebook. So uh, it's very important uh -huh. for me. If, if I'm looking to strive for a new project or a new client, or if I'm trying to, over, you know, to do such a big goal, social media and internet, we live in the digital age. We literally Google Absolutely. everything. So why don't I put this awesome information out there? So it can be as silly as going on a first date, for example, right? Like, I don't know if you've done this, but my girlfriends Google people's names. Oh, so yeah. why don't well, I put I don't this information? So uh -huh. I already set my standard. Like, this is who Romina is. If you would like to be a part of my life, this is my standard. And the higher standard you hold yourself to, the more, you know, like the better quality you're going to attract. So it's very important for me to, again, it goes attached to not being average. Uh, it's, it's all merged with one another. So I, my long-term goal is to be a business lawyer as well as I'm very passionate Ooh. to project management. So if yes. I have my name out there and if I have X, Y, or Z of a Fortune 500 company trying to look up my name, they're going to see Romina. Yes, we can bring her in. She has so much products yet. She has so much quality out there. We would love to pick up her brain. We would love to work with her because she has proven herself. 
So you also get a leg up compared to other candidates if you're trying to get a client or a job. And I think that's absolutely awesome. Romina, what I love most about your statement right there was the fact of the Google search from a year ago to today. Mm -hmm. So many people underestimate the value of an online presence. Even today, it, it drives me crazy how people could literally not care about their online presence. And I'm not even talking necessarily about personal branding. Small businesses actually, oh, I have a good walk-in market. Like, are you kidding me? Do you know how much more business you could get? Uh, anything from a stylist to a real estate agent, like, my goodness, you're being searched. Why not give them something to look at? And I'm so glad oh, yeah, that you absolutely. mentioned it. So I am um, I'm also associated with Society Human Resource Management, which is an uh -huh. international organization. So for okay. FSCJ, which is Florida State College at Jacksonville, where I'm a student yeah. at, I'm the president chapter for FSCJ SHRM. And it's so, like, I get to connect with so many HR people, and I ask them, I say, hey, when somebody applies for a job, do you actually Google them? And they say, oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. So being a part of that chapter for the last three years, and that's why I started the Google search. I was like, hi, huh, if I want, if, you know, an HR person or a recruiter wants to just Google my name, what is going to show up? So randomly yep. from time to time, I Google myself. So I made sure whenever those results come up, those come up to a higher standard and those come up to somebody that would love to associate with you. Exactly. I'm so glad you said, I mean, because it's true. It's really true. And, you know, you don't get that by accident. I mean, it's something that you have to be, and what I was going to say next is consistent mm -hmm. and intentional. Consistent and intentional. Like, you have to be on purpose with what you're sharing. You have to be intentional uh, and, and, and consistent. Like I said, do it every time. It's, it's very, very important. You can't just accidentally, you know, uh, be out there like that. So what does Nothing the future hold for you? You have to, exactly. you have to work exactly. towards it. Exactly right. So, all right. So what's, I guess, what's the role? How do you use social media in the promotion of your podcast and your personal brand? What, what kind of things you got going on, on out there? You know, if you were going to recommend something to the audience, what are some things that you have found to be really successful? So um, for the podcast, this is something that I want to uh, definitely mention. For the podcast, I have a different site, which is a public one on Instagram, Facebook, and all of that. Personal, you have to always keep your stuff personal because you have to keep it private. I think that's very important. The reason being is because you, it's, a, it's not necessarily you want to put a different facade out there for the product, but that's your product that you put to the public. I'm still keen on like a personal lifestyle to kind of keep it personal towards like personal Instagram or Facebook. So that's very important for me when it comes to social media and mm -hmm. towards promotion and towards taking advantage of the social media. You have so many platforms that you literally are free. Like you have Instagram, Facebook, sure. um, you have LinkedIn, um, you have Twitter, you have so many platforms out there that you can put your, your, you know, your TikTok recently too. You can put your stuff mm -hmm. out there and you never know who's going to come across it. Like I've connected with so many amazing people just literally from a hashtag of RM podcast FL. Nice. They, okay. They try to see RM and you end up being a, like they spelled something wrong. So they end up on mine um, and it just, why not take advantage and either do clips 
or either do pictures or either do just a quote and share it because one video that I shared for example a while back was me being really sincere and saying hey guys where are you guys on your 2019 goals because I'll be honest with you mine are kind of slacking it's not where I want to be but uh -huh. I reviewed my goals and I'm very honest so this is what I did guys hopefully this helps you I got feedback from it because people are like, thank you for being sincere because everybody wants to put this perfect facade on social media. That's right. That's yes. Real. So fake. Yeah. No, you have to keep it real. Like, for example, I applied to speak to do a public speaking and I got I got denied for it. I put it on social media because I will keep it real like how it is. I'm Absolutely. not going to put there yes. only the high points, but it's like this is my low point too guys but this is how you overcome it because if you're gonna sit there on a high pedestal and say i done this this and that how about things that you didn't do let's talk about those two and how did you get to the one that you did you have to be real and something that people suffer from social media nowadays is that they're not 100 percent real so i try to be fully myself wherever social media platform i publish on and that's very important to me as romina so tomorrow if I say I struggled with this, but I also overcome this, we can have a good conversation of how did you get there? Okay. Yeah. And I think, like you say, when you, when you show those failures, you know, it shows you as being real, being human and, and yeah, you're exactly right. You can learn a ton from, you know, asking number one, and then like, like what you just demonstrated being vulnerable. And I think that's awesome. I've learned more from that than like what you kind of mentioned, you know, trying to be perfect or looking beautiful, you know, and flawless online. It, it's, it's much, much better to be, you know, to be vulnerable. So, ah, boy, what, what does success look like to you? Like, what are like your tangible goals right now? Because you just can't say, oh, I want to be influenced. You know, I want to be this left or whatever. How do you define success for yourself personally? Um, so family is very important to me. I define success personal and career um, If I'm gonna talk personal, I'm gonna say my parents living a very good life being able to fully help them So they don't have to stress out or I can help them as much as I can towards less stress in their life They definitely helped me to be where I'm at right now. So that family is very important to me and then personal I would say living a happy life not worrying doing what I really want to do because we live in such a fast past economy that we have to work to achieve our goals and you have to manage your money, you have to budget. Because uh, at the end of the day, let's be honest, yes, we have so many goals, but we have money is important because that's what we work for. So sure. my success would be living a very comfortable life, not worrying about money, being able mm -hmm. to support my family, support myself. And when I sleep, yes. enough, I can be happy. <laughs> right that's good sleep is incredibly important oh yeah absolutely i mean so many people like you don't and i've done this like when i first moved to america i was so like i it was such a hard time for me that i couldn't sleep i was sleeping like two to three hours yeah. a day because my brain oh, yeah. was running so you know putting your head in your pillow and feeling satisfied for the day and writing that thankful you know email to myself and just waking up and feeling excited for the next day that's mm -hmm. that's really important it really is and and i love those mornings when you you know have put in a full day you've put in all the work you go to bed tired and you wake up ready for the next day there's nothing to me personally 
there's nothing more satisfying than going to bed tired, knowing that you really, really gave it all that you had. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, whenever you get ready, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror before you go to sleep and you look at yourself and you say, I hold you 100 percent accountable and you did a great job today. There's nothing you can regret. That's what that's what a successful right. day is for me. I, I couldn't agree more uh, to kind of circle back a little bit on social media. Uh, you and I connected via LinkedIn. I send a lot of messages on LinkedIn. I post a lot of content on LinkedIn. A big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. Him and I agree that uh, it, it's it's an emerging platform. It's a content platform. What, like I said, and I don't know, I hope I didn't miss it earlier. What would you say is your best social media platform, your most, I don't know, effective? Would you say that LinkedIn's near the top or would you say you have a, a, a different uh, approach oh, no, to LinkedIn. it? LinkedIn is absolutely at the top because uh, LinkedIn is such a platform that people are not fully taking advantage of, but people yes. who are actually on LinkedIn are professionals. They're looking to improve themselves and connect. Like you said, we right. connected through LinkedIn and I've connected through so many amazing people through LinkedIn. You have to have to, because you never know, even for somebody, I, I was actually telling this to um, somebody yesterday, she's looking for a job. And I told her, do you have a LinkedIn page? She said, no. I said, create one right away. Create one right away because you yeah. can see who, you know, what jobs are, like you can apply jobs. You can connect with the actual director or the unit manager or yeah. the, you, you can connect directly with these people that you would be interviewed with and you can build your profile however you'd like and people reply to you. Like you, like we connected through there. I went ahead and replied right away. Like it's, it's kind of, it's a personal message. Like, Hey, this is so and so nice connecting with you, how we can exchange knowledge from one another. And I found this to be working best. Like, Hey, let's set up a call and see what we can exchange information or exchange knowledge. People will call you like we set up a call the very next day. <laughs> exactly. And I, again, people just don't understand the, the value in that you can avoid the gatekeeper you can go right to this person. You can establish some brand awareness. And I'll be honest with you. I think the most, like let's say in a job search, the most effective thing that you could do in a job search is connect with folks even before they have an opportunity open. And then why not develop that relationship and just be like, hey, look, I love this company. You mentioned something that the company is doing that you actually give a crap about. And then you freaking build that relationship. You don't anybody but you build human relationships. And that's exactly what you and I did. So, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll, the yeah. most recent one that I, that I know, um, it's the director of HR for, uh, for Human Resource and MRS Bank. She's an amazing lady, years of experience. She wasn't even looking for a job, but through LinkedIn, somebody reached her and said, hey, I love your profile, can we grab a coffee? Yep. And they came to find out they offered her a job. And she's like, I wasn't even looking for one, but it was such a, a great opportunity. Like, people will contact you. It happens, guys. I know people personally that have got jobs and got much better careers just through LinkedIn. Yep, exactly right. And um, most of my opportunities have come through LinkedIn. Most of my podcast guests have come through LinkedIn. When I do a podcast, I promote it in my LinkedIn groups. I mean, it is a hot platform. Mm -hmm. And the folks that are on LinkedIn, like you said, they're not some troll in the mom's basement. Like usually a vast majority are working professionals. And that's, those are people you want to connect with. They are usually employed. 
they're they're usually in significant positions and you can search them by their position and so it's just it's incredibly valuable obviously you can't miss out on some of the other platforms twitter is a great one to connect with influencers as well uh and so it's you're you're right it's 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 a really big deal so where do you see yourself going in the next three to five years? Like what's kind of your personal plan? Oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> so number one, I definitely, like I was saying earlier, I'm into project management. Yep. So I definitely see myself working into a Fortune 500 company towards project management with marketing and sales. That's something uh -huh. that I'm very passionate about. Um, and also being on my first steps for my law degree. And I definitely want to go to law school. I have this stubbornness whenever it comes to policies and regulation. <laughs> yeah. And I want to work employment law. Um, the reason being is because there are so many opportunities, and especially being a part of SHRM, there's so many misconceptions that people have. So I just definitely, like, I want to help people. I definitely want to work on benefits. And that's pers like career wise, that's where I want to be at. And when it comes to podcasting, my goal is, like I was saying earlier, the 52 episodes, we're at 37 now. Uh, once it's a one-year anniversary, I definitely want to do a little get-together, and I'm working with a nonprofit here in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, so all the profit would go to, um, to them. So this way we can even help more people because that nonprofit helps people get to the sufficient level of lifestyle. Yeah. So definitely give back to my community. That's very important to me and yes. just be happy and help as many people as I can. I think that's awesome. And, you know, really people, you know, kind of sometimes have mixed views on that, but anytime, and I consider that a reinvestment, you know, a lot of people, when they get the smallest little piece of success, they're always wanting to cash out. They want to get a watch. They want to get a car. They want to get a pair of kicks or something like that. Instead, you know, they should always be reinvesting. Like anytime I make whatever money off the podcast and my sponsorships, usually I'll cash out and then buy an ad for the podcast. You know what I mean? So it's, mm -hmm. it's that constant reinvestment. And probably like yourself, you have different avenues that you're pursuing. You're not just doing one thing and that's it. You have these different, you know, kind of streams of activity. Like myself, I have streams of income. I mean, they're not very big, but, you know, it allows me to build up big up and then, once I retire from the army, you know, I can start to leverage some of that because you have to be willing to give uh, everything away, you know, for a while before you could ever start to cash in on it. I mean, absolutely. And you have to be realistic on your goals. Cause if I sit here yes. and say, have X amount of money and have this X house, like I've had the big house like four years ago. Um, I had the huge house. I had the luxury car. I had all that and I was not happy. Like I've been there and it's so much more important to be satisfied and give back to my community because I'm not selfish. If I'm helping like X, Y, or Z person even pay their, you know, their tuition for one or two final classes to graduate, that's so much more important to me. Absolutely. Than like it's things like that that I think makes us human at the end of the day. Because Gary, let me mm, ask you this: so like, if if yeah. you ask people, what's your dream car? Like, what is your dream car, for example? Well, my dream car is a nineteen seventy one Ford Mustang Boss three fifty one. So that's that's uh, a car that you really would love. But most people uh, will tell you a Ferrari, a Maserati, or a Lambo. Sure, 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 sure. 
because they try to keep it so high class. Exactly. Good point. They, they don't think of, and I'm not like, let's break it down to the numbers, right? They don't think of the maintenance. They don't think of the gas consumption. Yep. They don't think of yep. the luxury that goes behind the car. They don't think of insurance. Like there's so many stuff, but they want that status, right? Mm -hmm. But yours, it's an affordable car to your standard. It's something that you generally will enjoy driving. And it's a car that you can keep for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a more realistic goal. Like, just like what you said. Exactly. So like mine, for example, I'm a truck girl. Like I, I don't have a pickup truck right now, but I would, right. <laughs> I would love to have a 1794 Tundra because that car would literally last me for life. So yep. when, whenever I ask people, what's your dream car? They all talk about this high car that they're not going to be able to have it for long term. So whenever you put your goals, put a goal that you're going to satisfy and enjoy it long term wise, not just for a moment to look good. You have to, so you have to genuinely think of, I want this, how long can I keep this for? And exactly. Yeah. And that's when it comes to budgeting and all that, but that's a whole different topic because people it is. Yeah. <laughs> Today I have an interview with a financial coach. And so it's so funny that you mentioned that. And, and I think you're right. I mean, you've got people sneaking onto airfields and things like that, or like going to a Lambo dealership and standing in front of it for a picture. It's, it's just so fake. Uh, the, the better money is to, is to reinvest in your business, reinvest in yourself. If you've got the Lambo, sell it and take the bus. I mean, we're talking about dreams here. And if you're not willing to sacrifice for your dreams, then they're not a real dream. But I mean, a Lambo is going to cost you like, what, like 500000 with that, yeah, I can take that and put it on investment, buy some stocks, build a business, help some yep. people finish college, build a nonprofit, yeah. build like there's so much more you can do with that. So you, much more. You have to, you know, take advantage of every single one and that being even with every every money, you know, you have to use it for good for long term because people think short term sometimes. It's so true. And I'm so glad you said that. Ramina, listen, we are at a great stopping point. Your thoughts on being practical, writing things down, having these dreams, breaking breaking steps down, leveraging a personal brand, developing your personal brand, absolutely incredible advice. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the show. You have an awesome podcast that people need to listen to. Where can they find it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you so much also for inviting me. It was definitely a pleasure being, being uh, a part of, of it. So RM Podcast FL, it's available on all podcast platforms. You can find sure. iTunes, Spotify, Stitchers, Podbean, or if you just want to take it a shortcut, you can go to rmpodcastfl.com. Uh, there's going to allow you to go to your favorite podcast platform, or if you want to get a hold of me, just go ahead and um, do the contact us, or you can email me. Everything is on the website, and I'll get back to you. I'm pretty quick at getting back to, um, to my listeners. Awesome. That is great. Now, just for my military and veteran listeners, that is Romeo Mike Podcast Foxtrot Lima. So it's again, RM Podcast FL, or you can go rmpodcastfl.com. You can get a hold of the lovely Romina, the, the hardworking hustler, uh, not originally from America. Romina, Romina, you're so awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Gary.
You're listening to The Professional Podcast, the best self-improvement podcast on the planet. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of The Professional Podcast. It's your host, Gary Roth. I just wanted to jump on here and do a little primer for the show. Romina is the guest on this particular episode, and she is so awesome. She's down in Florida, an immigrant who came to this country all on her own at like 17 uh, really started hustling, went to school, got her education. His, she's doing a podcast. She's doing all these projects. She is just the epitome of young hustle, and I was so excited to have her on the show. I couldn't get James Bauer on the show this week or uh, on this particular episode due to some time constraints, but hey, if you head over to VeteranBargains.com, you will find a wealth of information for all of my veteran listeners out there. You will certainly appreciate this website and what James is doing. Um, even though he couldn't be on the show, he was going to talk to us about how certain veterans now, or I think all veterans now, are soon going to have access to PX and commissary, even without a disability rating. You can go to VA, uh, the VA's website, uh, the Veteran Affairs website, and learn more about that. But definitely head over to James Bauer's website, uh, veteranbargains.com. We're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll get right into the show with Romina, and we're going to learn together how you know, that hustle really makes a difference. So again, thanks for tuning into the show. See you in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Professional Podcast, hosted by the Blue Collar Consulting Group.